My book, Initiative, comes out in a couple days. Initiative being a major part of leadership, and in particular, a major part of environmental leadership, especially with the world as it is today, and people moving in the direction, not the direction I would move in so much. I think initiative will be important for any environmental leader today. I'm going to talk about the day that I met Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban is one of the main figures on Shark Tank. I haven't watched the show that often, but I knew I wanted to meet him. So he came to speak at NYU. It was a kind of fireside chat. A professor invited him, and they spoke for, I don't know, maybe an hour. And I, was, I have to say, I was very impressed with him. I didn't really know what to expect. And I liked, his, I liked his views on entrepreneurship. I liked his views on helping people. And he was very friendly. After the fireside chat, three NYU students or recent alumni got to present him kind of Shark Tank style. They got to give elevator pitches. In the beginning of my book, in the preface, I talk about how Shark Tank, its peers, media representation of entrepreneurs as rock stars. I think that as much as they purport to promote entrepreneurship, I'm skeptical. I think that they as often discourage entrepreneurs by presenting a dramatized version of entrepreneurship, that people who like the drama get drawn into entrepreneurship, but it's not really like that. I mean, imagine you're starting a company and you are going to pitch to an investor and they're going to become part owner in your company. You want more than five minutes to get to know the person. Okay, so the edited version is five minutes. Maybe they speak for several hours. Still, several hours to go into business with someone, for them to be part owner of your company, it presents the investors as being this important, very important character that you simply don't say no to. There's various other things. If you're interested and you want to read the preface where I talk about Shark Tank and its peers and the media representations, by the way, I have nothing against Shark Tank. I think for entertainment and for drama on TV, for their advertisers, I think they do a great job. It's just their effect on entrepreneurship. I give statistics how Entrepreneurship is at its lowest point in something like several generations now. And I think it's part of it that we get this unreal representation. Very spectacular. I'm all for great television that brings in advertisers and that people like to watch, but it doesn't promote entrepreneurship, in my opinion, as much as you'd think. So if anyone wants to read the preface, email me at josh at spodek.net. Tell me you heard this on the podcast. Say a few words about yourself, and I'll email you a preface, an excerpt from the book, because it talks about what I'm talking about more in depth. So that's all background. Mark Cuban was going to speak. I got to see him speak. I liked what he said. And then came the first guy to give his elevator pitch. I expected to see problems from the elevator pitch from the start. And I was very pleasantly surprised to see the effectiveness of the elevator pitch. I was expecting to see a problem and I didn't. And it went very well. Also, Mark's questions and his interest in the project. Also, I thought, oh, this guy's really helpful. He's seen what's, I mean, he went right to the heart of what's going on. And he asked great questions, in my opinion. And the guy gave great, great answers also, in my opinion. Until came a question, a question that the presenter couldn't answer. And I don't remember the question, I apologize. But I remember thinking, well, that's a question that anyone who's operated a business, anyone who has developed a product should know the answer to this question. But he couldn't answer it. And then immediately, Mark, I think the right thing to do for an investor or potential investor, it went downhill at that point. He started asking questions more of like, wait, how do you not know this? And the guy, it got flustered. He was prepared for an elevator pitch but he clearly hadn't run a company to the extent that it sounded like in the pitch. His answer didn't sound like someone who had focused on operations, focused on customers, focused on team members, focused on the product. And so he got flustered. Now, I'm used to investors asking questions that I always found really annoying. You work really hard to get your project going. You've done the first step, the second step, the third step. And it seems that they always seem to ask, well, what about the fourth step? And no matter how much you say, well, that's where I am. That's what I'm ready to do. That's, of course, that's what I've come to you for is is that's the next step. But they always ask you these questions as if you should be there already. 
Or they start giving advice of like, well, here's what you should do next. And you're like, of course, that's what I should do next. I know that's, anyway, that's neither here nor there. I'm used to investors asking questions like that, which is kind of annoying since usually it's obvious, but you can only get to them when you've reached the step where you are. But Mark wasn't asking something like that. He was asking something that someone running a business or developing a product needs to know at that point. So I was impressed with Mark. And, you know, because I was pleasantly surprised when I started seeing the elevator pitch, I thought I found myself open to being having to rewrite the book. So that told me when I saw that the guy was only prepared for the elevator pitch, I think it was fair to say that I was open to being wrong. And instead I found, yes, this is a problem that people prepare for an elevator pitch, but they don't really operate their business. And that makes for great TV, not necessarily for great taking initiative. For that matter, he was asking for a lot of investment, but he hadn't developed it to the point he should have, in my opinion, it was time to start getting a small number of customers and bring the product to them. Now, this is advice you'll get from a lot of places. You don't know the business. I don't want to go into all the details. But it seems to me that a lot of people, because the show and our culture is about, oh, here, get this investment, they take businesses that I would say often ought to grow really small for a while and then get big. They want to go big right away. Thanks for more dramatic TV. Anyway, it felt to me like, here I have to speculate. As a man, I've never had it happen where I'm at a bar or a social situation and a woman comes up and gives me a line and starts picking me up and maybe she's really smooth at it. But I hear from women that when men come to pick them up at bars, sometimes they'll come in with a great opener and they'll really charm the socks off of them and it sounds really great. And then after a little while, something comes out and the man isn't who he seemed to be. And it's almost worse, it sounds like, that he was smooth at the beginning because then it makes it all sound the more fake when you find out that he's not who he seemed to be, that it was just a front, that the front was really great and generated a lot of attraction, but then it fell apart. And it felt like that. He was really smooth at the beginning, but the whole thing wasn't there. My book, on the other hand, I believe, and given the results that I get from my students, it's about developing you, developing the social and emotional skills of taking initiative, which are fundamental to leadership. And that's why I wrote the book, because I got the results from my students, or rather my students got the results of changing as people, developing as people, consistently telling me, I didn't know that I could learn these things, let alone in a classroom. And so initiative is the book version of the course. And if you do the exercises in the book, you will develop and master the skills of initiative. You will be able to take initiative like the best in the world. It takes practice, but you can get there if you just do the exercises. And I recommend going to the book page at joshuaspodak.com slash initiative. And you can see videos of people who've taken the course, the results, and you can see blurbs from a Marine Corps three-star general, TED speakers with tens of millions of TED Talk views, uh, New York Times bestselling authors, and so forth. So again, if you want to read the preface, email me at joshuaspodak.net. Tell me who you are, that you heard this here, a few words about yourself, and where I can send you a copy of the preface. Otherwise, check out the page at joshuaspodak.com slash initiative. And I hope you like the book. It makes a great gift. Oh yeah, and I forgot, after the third student gave their elevator pitch and the event ended and people could go and mingle, I went up and spoke to Mark. We shook hands and we exchanged email addresses. And I've written him since then. I was hoping, partly because my book was, it appears critical of Shark Tank and its peers, but actually I believe that my goals are the same goals, is to generate more people taking initiative. And so- While my book appears critical, I was hoping he would get a chance to read it and maybe write a blurb, but at least get his thoughts on it. Anyway, I emailed him. He emailed me back. He was courteous, but didn't have time to read the book. But that's my story of the time that I met Mark Cuban.